Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf in this episode about the book Die With Zero. Keep listening to find out why sometimes it's good to be tricked into reading a book. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the book Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. Now, first things first. Yes, I did get tricked into reading this book. My uh, good friend Beck decided to recommend this book to me based on hearing Bill on a podcast and she made it sound like she was reading the book as well and I I thought great she's inviting me to read this book together how nice what a nice friendly thing to do as friends do with each other but no it turned out that I was actually reading the book for her which became abundantly clear when I was about halfway through the book so Beck it's a good thing I like you because here I am doing this podcast episode basically just for you but hopefully it is one that other people get something out of as well. Also, I wasn't too upset because the book is very good. And also I hadn't read a personal finance book for ages. So it was good to to hear a different perspective or some slightly different perspectives in this one. The last one I read was actually I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, who is someone I really like to follow and a book I really enjoyed probably a couple of years ago now. Actually, yeah, it would have been 2019 I read that because I read that while I was in Bali in 2019. So anyway, let's talk about this one. Now, first things first, this is a personal finance book, which means I need to say a big fat disclaimer at the front at the front that I am summarizing the ideas from this book. Please don't go make any financial decisions based on what I'm telling you. That would be ridiculous. So read the book, make your own decisions, read all the caveats in that book as well. Maybe get some professional financial advice from a good financial advisor then make some decisions and actions. This is very much just summarising what was in this particular book, not advice. All right, serious stuff out of the way. Let's get into a little bit about the book, a little bit about the author, and then, of course, the three big ideas. Diet with Zero by legendary energy trader Bill Perkins details a thought-provoking framework for maximising net fulfilment over net worth. It introduces the compelling principles he uses to think about personal finances and, more importantly, life. This is not something that Perkins came up with after building his wealth, though. It's packed with stories from his first job on Wall Street making $16,000 annually to getting fired and feeling lost in life. To his life today of hedge fund manager, film producer, high stakes poker player and resident Indiana Jones for several charities. Called The Last Cowboy by the Wall Street Journal, Bill Perkins is reported to have earned more than $1 billion for his previous firm in five years. And that was taken from diewithzerobook.com. Pop a link in the show notes. Little bit about the author. The Last Cowboy, according to the Wall Street Journal, Bill Perkins is one of the world's most successful hedge fund managers and entrepreneurs. After studying electrical engineering at the University of Iowa, Bill trained on Wall Street and later moved to Houston, Texas, where he made a fortune as an energy trader. He is currently the CEO of Brizamax Holdings, a consulting services firm based in the US Virgin Islands. Now, at age 52, Bill views his career as an engine for personal growth and spends his time exploring the world, savouring his relationships and taking in all that life has to offer. Die With Zero is a labour of love project. Bill has been developing the principles outlined in the book since his first job making $16,000 a year in the 90s as a screen clerk for the New York Mercantile Exchange. And again, that was taken from diewithzerobook.com. Again, link in the show notes. Big idea number one is the risk of missed experiences. When you're in your 20s, it's easy to feel like you already need to be saving money for your future and this retirement that's a million miles away at that point and thinking about putting money aside. 
But this is a bit of a false trap, as Bill says, as your earning potential will increase as you get older. So saving when you're really young sort of is a, a bit futile or certainly anything above what you might need for sort of daily expenses or un, unexpected expenses, car costs, that type of stuff. And the a really good example of this in the book is that many years ago when Bill started his career, he was on about 18000 dollars a year and a friend of his who he worked with at the time as as traders borrowed ten thousand dollars from a bit of a loan shark actually that was definitely not recommended advice uh, to go traveling around europe and this is at a time before google maps before we could just travel anywhere in the world very quickly and easily and plan it all as we were going or by you know, getting the best deals and all of those types of things online it was very much a right need to borrow some money i'm gonna turn it into whatever currencies i need and i'm gonna get on a plane and buy a ticket and go away And so Bill at the time thought this was ridiculous. Like, why would you do that? Why would you spend $10,000 and put your career on hold? It was only for three months. It was, it wasn't, he wasn't disappearing for years and years. Put your career on hold and put yourself back and all of these things for a travel experience. But when he got back, when the friend got back, it became abundantly clear how much richer, in inverted commas, the friend was as a result of having these experiences. And when Bill was talking to his boss or a boss that he had around that same time, he was talking about how Bill at that point had a, maybe a couple of thousand dollars saved. And his boss was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you saving that money when you're really scraping to save that at this age, when you're going to be earning more in the future? So anything, if you do borrow a bit of money to go traveling and have these amazing experiences that you can you're only going to have in the way you're going to have them when you're that sort of age when you could be yeah doing that rather than sort of scrimping and saving now this isn't about going and buying stuff and he's very strong on this in the book there's a big onus on experiences not things so the friend who borrowed the ten thousand dollars he paid that back in in a couple of years or however long it took him and he was better off for it because he'd had this amazing experience now obviously borrowing it from a reputable source would have been even better but there we go that was the decision that they made at the time so the memories of experiences become more valuable over time there is a memory dividend as opposed to things which we kind of get a bit get a bit about once we've had them for a period of time usually there's the the most compelling argument in the book i thought was this idea that all the money you die with represents experiences you didn't have when you're alive all the money you die with is experiences you didn't have when you're alive and i was just like wow when i read that and that's something that's really stuck with me in the few weeks since i've read it so this really is about thinking about life in a purposeful manner and ultimately it's impossible to die with zero so the book is yeah it's a bit clickbaity in its title but it's more of an approach towards the acquisition of memories and not operating from a place where you are not experiencing life now because you think you need to save for the future and all these things which we'll, we'll talk about in a moment so that's big idea number one the risk of missed experiences big idea number two is won't somebody think of the children now, it doesn't take long for some this some self-righteous person to cry this at Bill when he's talking about this approach. Oh, what about the children? I want to leave something to the children. Yeah, okay. But Bill has a pretty good return for this, which I really liked. He says that the typical age of getting an inheritance is around 60 when you don't need it. So if you were really thinking about the children, if you cared so much about the children, leaving money for the children, you'd pass this money on when they need it the most, when they're traveling, when they're buying homes, when they're taking a career break. Maybe they've decided to have a child. Maybe they're planning a special holiday or a trip. Not when they're about to retire themselves and you have to give it away because you're dead. 
He says you can't be generous when you're dead because you are dead. Therefore, you can be generous or you can be more thoughtful about this when you're alive. And rather than thinking about, oh, well, I need to leave money for the children, like give that to them when they need it, not when they are also possibly about to die themselves. Same with giving to charity. The charities that you love, that you are saving all this money to leave to, they need the money now. They need it now when the animals are alive or the drugs are being developed or whatever it is that the, you know, is, in, is happening in the charities that you support or the not-for-profits or for-purpose organisations that you support and you want to donate to. Donate to them now. They can make the most of that money now. And the compound effect on that will be in the things that they do and the things that they make, which has the meaning and the purpose. I did have a bit of a question around that because obviously the compound effect means that that money will increase over time, but it's still worth more at the time that people need it. And there were stories in the book of people who had ended up having really difficult relationships with parents because they, there was one woman in the book in particular who had a very difficult period of her life where she was incredibly short on money and her mum did have some money and then left her a load of money years and years later. And she thought, well, I really needed that when I was living out of my car years before and yeah, it just was, it, yeah, it was not a, not a good position, but then to get that later, it was almost, it was a bit of a slap in the face in some ways. So that's big idea number two, won't somebody think of the children? Big idea number three is timing is everything. You can still plan for the future. This book is not about frivolously spending all your money and then ending up with nothing and ending up in poverty when you're in your 60s or 70s or 80s or whatever. So you can still plan for the future. That is a sensible and good thing to do, but not at the expense of the present. And that is the important point. So it feels, but this still feels contrary to what we're told and what we're brought up believing is good or whatever. Ultimately, we can't wait till later. It's not guaranteed, first of all, if you want to be bleak about it. And we probably won't want to do the same stuff that you dreamed of at 25 when you're 65, even if, and that's if you're even fit enough or healthy enough for it as well. Americans net worth, which is the, the, the reference points that Bill is using the book, The net worth of Americans keeps increasing into their 70s. People aren't drawing down their wealth early enough. Now, understandably, most people are worried about running out of money too early. That is understandable. You don't want to be in that position. But that's coming at an irreplaceable cost and people are overcompensating for that. And also you can get insurances or annuities and products to avoid running out of money and you put money aside and then you get it back and it's kind of guaranteed until a certain age or to the, the point that you die. So you can actually avoid that happening if you want to. There's obviously a cost of doing that, but that might be worth the cost of the peace of mind in, in some cases. There's a quote in the book where Bill says, what I'm saying is that dying with zero is not only about money, it's also about time. Start thinking about how you want to use your limited time, your life energy, and you'll be well on your way to living the fullest life you possibly can. He talks about the fact that we all die a million deaths through life. The last time we'll do this particular thing, the last time we'll go snowboarding, the last time we will go on a long distance travel adventure where we interrail, we hop around countries or whatever it is. So we need to time bucket our life into what we want to do in different half decades, different sort of five to 10 year periods or times of our life is a proactive approach to planning life and then being able to save for that and being able to spend our money on those things that matter on this acquisition of memories and this ability to plan our life in a way that makes sense rather than just waiting for retirement or this magical time when we'll be able to do the things and to find out that actually either those things just aren't available anymore or that we don't want to do them and we've we've missed that opportunity so that's big idea number three timing is everything so we go three big ideas from the book Die with Zero by Bill Perkins. Big idea number one, the risk of missed experiences. Big idea number two, won't somebody think of the children, which has to be only said in that voice. And big idea number three, timing is everything. 
hopefully you can tell I really enjoyed this book. It was a punchy, quick, fun read. Lots of good tips and advice. Those are great stories. And I think for me, it really resonated because after a couple of years of sort of feeling like we're in kind of limbo or on pause, this was such a nice reminder of what I do want to spend my time and money on and how I do want to spend the years that I have and focusing at the ripe old age of 35 of what I've still want to do that I haven't yet done and really thinking right well if now is probably a good time to do some of those things well how do I go and do them and when do I want to sort of time bucket those into the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years whatever it is that I'm thinking of so really worth reading I think it's a really nice time to read that as well and really start thinking about what are you going to do with this information and even just reiterating in my own mind what is important and for me it was very much around travel and around experiences and around doing things with friends and being able to treat people two weekends away or you know that type of stuff that's how I want to spend my money and, and build those memories and experiences that will last a lifetime the podcast that my friend Beck heard Bill talking about uh, talking on was actually where he was having a bit of a debate with a fire which is that financial independence retire early it's really really popular in the US it's got a you know, bit of a following here in Australia as well which is all around spending almost nothing and saving almost everything as much as you possibly can when you're young and then fa- becoming financially independent at a much much younger age in order to kind of re- essentially retire early but he argues that that's a little bit of a backwards approach and he references this in the book as well in that this his approach go there's some overlapping areas and and sentiments of course but his is very much around no spend spend well at the time that it makes sense which probably is when you're going to be when you're maybe a bit younger in in some cases for some types of experiences and apparently in this particular podcast bill seemed to have a few more answers and a few more deeper perspectives on these things than the fire person did so yeah if you're into that kind of thing this might be something to to look into the differences between the two and just you know it's always good to hear a different position on on stuff like this and beck yes all right you're right this is a good book recommendation thank you very much right so I'm off to go and book some business class seats to uh, to overseas I reckon <laughs> that's what I'm taking from this book if you've read this if this sounds interesting to you I'd love to hear from you you can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn Steph Clark Clark has an E on the end those are the best places to find me if you haven't already signed up for the bookmark newsletter you can do that by clicking the link at the bottom of the show notes and twice a month you'll have some bookish recommendations dropping into your inbox as a little gift from me to you but Otherwise, until next time, happy reading.